this episode of What's the Hazard is being brought to you by these incredibly generous true believers in workplace safety and health. And I am truly grateful for their support. Custom Concrete Specialists, CCS Group, and Cheyenne Wolford. My buddy Jim Cover down at the Nebraska Department of Labor on-site consultation group. Jim and all of his consultants. John Falowich and Falowich Construction Services. And our latest sponsor, Building Omaha. Building Omaha is a partnership between the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, the IBEW, and the National Electrical Contractors Association, NECA. They pair highly trained electrical professionals with industry contractors to ensure they're able to serve customers safely and effectively. Building Omaha, the partnership that powers our city. Learn more at buildingomaha.org. Thank you all. We appreciate your support. All right, now let's get into this episode. Uh, This is Doug Fletcher, and you are listening to What's the Hazard? It is Friday, November 19th. Finally, I think I said it was Friday, November 19th last week, so it is actually the 19th, and a little chilly here today, kind of windy, but, you know, all in all, not horrible for November 19th, exactly. I'm sitting here with my good friend Cody Hoover, the safety manager from Jack Links. Uh, I I know your title changes weekly, senior safety manager, something to that effect. You're not going to offend me either way, so. Well, I'm not worried about offending you, man. (laughs) I just don't want to get you fired or something by, by accident, so. Um... Before we get started, I've got a couple of things. Number one, I hope you're having a good week. Um, it is interesting. when During COVID, in the morning, particularly when we were all home and we were kind of locked down and I was, you know, not even working. I was basically just sitting at home with my dog. I started reading the Daily Stoic, you know, that book of Stoicism. Um, I forget the guy's name that put it together, but he's basically just assembled like kind of daily meditations based on Stoic philosophy. And there is a, one, one of the phrases that they use, I think it's Latin perhaps, is amor fati, and I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. I didn't take Latin, but amor fati means love your fate. And the way that I interpret that, you know, it, it means that good or bad, your life is your life and you should embrace Everything about it, right? Good days, I'm thankful. Tough days, I'm thankful. You know, rather than bitching and moaning about that. Well, it has been a rough week, man. I have, as I mentioned as we were coming in, um, one of the worst things that can happen to me as a consultant is getting that call from a client or a text. Please contact me as soon as possible. One of those, you know, I get this huge knot in my stomach and I know something bad has happened. And so this week in particular, one of my clients had a, Pretty bad accident. A couple of employees were injured. OSHA is on site. Uh, another client has a programmed OSHA inspection going. So I've been juggling, you know, these two inspections with my clients as I'm trying to do the other stuff. It has been a challenging week, mm-hmm. you know, particularly for those individuals that were hurt. And, you know, when, you're, when you kind of get bogged down in all this shit, you tend to lose sight of the fact mm-hmm. that this is a, a – this what we do is about people, yeah. right? And – um these two individuals are, you know, they're they're suffering the consequences of this incident. And mm-hmm. so, you know, while I was going to, you know, it's been kind of a rough week, um, you kind of have to embrace it, take the good with the bad. That's kind of what we do in this profession. And um, so I, I kind of just, I'm not a stoic, but I do really um, get something from the teachings of these stoics, you know, yeah. the Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and those cats, you know, who are actually older than me, if you can imagine <laughs> such a thing. So how how's your week been, man? It's good. It was really good. So nothing, I would say, what you're dealing with. So nothing sorry to like hear that, that. that 
that group or those, know, man. those people are going through, especially right before the holidays. Exactly. So, and this is when we usually would see some of those big incidents occurring is around this time of year because there's usually loss of focus or, you know, or rushing to get things done. That's before a great point. The, um, before the holiday season. So, and I think uh, every safety person preaches this, you know, around this time. And yet sometimes, you know, we can't control every single person. So that's unfortunate that that happens. But hopefully they're, they will be okay and it's a learning opportunity yeah. to, to move forward and get better. Well, that's what, I, that's what I tell all of my clients. When OSHA shows up, um, you know, if you can, use it as a learning opportunity. Yeah. You know, to the best you can. I mean, I know it's unpleasant, oftentimes expensive perhaps, mm-hmm. un- uncomfortable. But there, there is an opportunity to, le- to gain something. Yeah. And hopefully we can improve from these bad situations. Yeah. So. Absolutely. We'll see. But I'm glad you had a good week. Yeah. And I hope, I hope the listeners had a good week, too. Um, your comment, though, about as we come into these holiday seasons, there is really an elevated risk mm-hmm. because of that lack of focus, distraction. You know, I, I have a number of clients who have reported that, you know, they, they will work 30, 40 days in a row without incident. And then the day before they're going to leave for vacation or the day before they might, might leave early because they're going to give the guys you know, half a day before the holiday or something, mm-hmm. they have incidents. Yeah. And that is a huge deal. You need to really be aware of that and, and uh, you know, proactively address that to the best of your ability. Do you guys do anything like anything in particular so, while we're yeah, on that subject? We, I mean, I, we've always talked about this around this time of year is, is usually when we would see, start seeing an increase in um, reported incidents, and, and which we had one two days ago where a team member was – he was loading two trucks, uh, and he thought that he put the dock plate down on one of them, and then he got distracted, and there were six pallets waiting to be for LTL ready to be loaded. So he went and did that job, came back, forgot that he didn't put the dock plate up, went to into the the truck, and he was using a you know ride along pallet mm-hmm. jack, and it slammed down. I mean, product fell over. Uh, we did the investigation. It was just one of those things where you kind of get caught up in that mm-hmm. moment where you're you know, your, your fast brain's clicking in where you're on autopilot, you get distracted and then you come back around, fail, forget to do one step. And it's really no fault to the, mm-hmm. the team member. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just a human condition. And, yes. and I don't know if we can really rewire that. So that way they always have a step-by-step unless there was some sort of preventative control in place, but right. there's probably not for anything Interesting. like that. Yeah. Can you put light curtains or something up in front <laughs> of like, the dock doors so that you don't enter you until know, your uh, the dock plate is in place or something, or I know that like uh, there are lights that go on yeah. when the dock lock is engaged or things. But as you said, I mean, some of these things are really difficult to control. Yeah, you could put in, you know, you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to to try to implement all these things, and this has happened three times since I've been mm-hmm. there in, in three years. There was certainly a cost-benefit so, consideration. Exactly. There. So, I mean, all we can do is preach and and be out there on the floor. Uh, this time of year, um, we talked about last time I was here, task engagements where, you know, my uh, safety specialist and I, we go out to the floor, we meet with team members, we work alongside with them, we ask them if there's any barriers along some other things, um, and we increase the frequency that we're out on the floor just because we know that this is, um, statistically speaking, this is where we're going to see That's a, great a potential point. recordable. So there's really... We can do trainings, we can do huddles, but if we're not physically there observing, then it's really just—I mean—they can still, you know. Mm-hmm. That's great can, advice, man. I think everybody should heed that—that that you know, you need more of a, a visible presence. Yeah. 
around these times where people are more distracted or mm-hmm. they're rushing perhaps anxious all of those things that's a great that's a great suggestion exactly there should be more time especially for safety people um just because all the data has already been tracked all the all the engagement stuff or all the the things that we've been working on that should all most be finished up because we're almost at the end of the year mm-hmm. and we should have already put in in october what we're going to be doing in in 2022 so this is usually a time where I think that we're a lot more free on the administrative side. And so that way, spend more time out on the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I can't speak for everybody, but all the places that I've worked at before, usually this is the time where we can go in, out there and, and, and be more present. So That's perfect. That sounds good. Well, we've got a couple of subjects we're going to cover today. We're going to do them in our OSHA short uh, format. And so... The first thing I'd like to talk about today is incentives. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about incentives in this episode, and we're going to talk about discipline and perhaps disincentives in the next OSHA short. So, you know, this is something that OSHA has commented on. It's Mm -hmm. not really something you see in the regulations, but in the record-keeping standard, there have been some, there's a little bit of language about incentives and things. So I'd like to talk a little bit about those types of incentives. You know, do you have specific programs of reward? Yep. But just... How do we incentivize people in general to behave safely? Do you have any any thoughts on that stuff? So, yeah, those are two separate questions, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're going to talk about the reward-based incentive program, and then we're going to talk about how do we just incentivize them without any other gimmicks or mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. other, you know, tricks up our sleeve to get them to do what we want right. them to do. So. The first one is the reward base, which you know the the nineteen oh four thirty five B one Roman numeral four standard is <laughs> specific boy. for that incentive uh, piece. Yes, read the letters of interpretation. It's going to give you step by step as to what we can do. Now, our or I'm, I'm going to throw our company under the bus here, so please don't fire me. Um, our company, we have some really big prizes mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, this year and, and next year. We're talking a, a brand new pickup, what? A, a boat, a side by side, where all the taxes are paid by Jack Link himself. Wow! Um, there is a dude named Jack. There is a Link. dude named Jack Link. Yep. That's is there where, really? Yeah. Yep. And his son's Troy, who's now the the CEO of the company. I did not know that. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know yeah. that. So when you buy Jack Link's, it's it, it was his. Uh, there it was is Jack Link's father's recipe. For no beef kidding. jerky, yep. So. Oh, man. You know, I ate all that jerky you gave me last was time. It, did that you like was it? was actually good, yeah. Did you like it? You had to work on it. Yeah, but I don't mind working on yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's kind of like the old school jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's very good. Stuff, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So um, let's get back to these. <laughs> these are pretty significant prizes yeah. or rewards. And, and a lot of them were based on, you know, um, if you were a – if you upheld our, our value system, you know, mm-hmm. where you – be real, um, stewardship, um, act like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Th- those are part of our value system. Mm-hmm. So were you able to meet uh, those those values? That was one piece. Another piece was how often were you, you know, during this COVID season, how, you know, there had to have been a, you know, a standard as how much were you working during this time? You know, so um, if you were sick with COVID, that didn't count. But if there were just like unexcused absences, because we weren't, there weren't really any sort of, um, reprimand for unexcused absences just during this COVID season, um, then uh, that's going to play a factor. And then the last piece was safety. And this is going to make a lot of safety people nervous, but they said no recordables for safety. Mm-hmm. And I know that makes a lot of people nervous. And Aaron's like, oh, you can't do that. And actually you can if you read the letter of interpretation, mm-hmm. which we've discussed. Yep. Yep. Um, you, you are allowed to 
to make that a, a incentive as long as we have a very good program, a, a reporting program in place. Exactly. So if it's robust, so not saying that, hey, during our orientation, we talk about please report incidents. These task engagements that we're doing, part of that questionnaire is telling them, hey, do you understand that you need to report incidents to us when you're, you know, if it's innocuous or not? Mm-hmm. Um, our responsibility, and we talk about our, our, our responsibility as far as the company goes, when you report incidents, we'll do the investigation if it requires any sort of a, a medical attention outside of first aid, then here's work comp. So we make sure that we cover all of that in our task engagements. And we probably hit about 30 to 40 team members a week doing these. So we, mm-hmm. we, we hit them up pretty, pretty regularly. Uh, and so that's part of our, our program. So we mm-hmm. have that in place and that's why we're allowed to do that. Now, if there's an obvious reason why the team member got injured and it was because it was one of our failures, then yeah, they will still be in for that incentive prize. Okay. Interesting. Um, but so, it, let's, let's, so let's clarify yeah. that just a bit for the people who may not have quite as in-depth an understanding of this. So OSHA's opinion was that they were always leery of incentives that included not having injuries or not having recordables right. because they were fearful that, that that might quash reporting. Right. They were afraid that the employees might hide things. Mm-hmm. But as you said, if you have a robust training and reporting system where you know you're not losing things, mm-hmm. you're not missing things like that, that that isn't something that would be a deal breaker. Right. And I completely agree. Yeah. yeah it's not one where we, I mean, if it were up to me, I would have done a different sort mm-hmm. of um, like more of a leading indicator mm-hmm. sort of reporting system instead of a lagging like this. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, we can make it work. Right. Um, uh, we have an on-site PT as well, too. So we, there's things that we're doing that show that we are all about earlier intervention care, that we 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 want them to understand the importance of reporting stuff. And and I, I feel, you know, from us doing this, um, that they have a really good understanding as far mm-hmm. as what they need to be doing and what we should be doing as a company. Um, so that was our reward base instead of program so that's a one time a year it's every quarter so you you give away a truck every quarter well that's gonna be one or that's gonna be the last piece so we we're doing the side by sides we have boats and then then we have the pickup so okay yeah then that that will be one pickup for the year or something or it's it's so there's seven plants and there's seven pickups or seven boats so each plant can win yeah can i get into that pool as a part-time worker get into that pool So it's just for the uh, the the for the hourly members, folks, yeah, team who, members who you know who do all the the actual work, not wow. people like us, right? Right, overhead, <laughs> yeah, overhead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting, man. Yeah. And um, wow, I, I wonder if that truly does incentivize people to work more safely. Do, do you think it has an impact? We have seen a significant drop in recordable injuries during this rollout. Really, and we can look at this both half empty or half full. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you could say, people might argue, well, they're probably just going to their doctors and, and um, you know, getting treatment there. We don't know. If they are, they, we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen it on my side of things because there hasn't been anybody coming to work with, you know, non-work-related restrictions. So, for at least from the four plants that I ever see. Okay. Um, the other piece, though, is to this, too, is, Maybe we're seeing a lot of team members who are taking advantage of the work comp system in the state where they can just go to their doctor or, hey, I don't want to work this Friday. So, you know, let me go to this doctor, let him know that I'm hurt, 
all this kind of stuff. So it kind of, we believe that it probably weeded out some of that piece right okay. there where those team members were taking advantage of the system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, we're only, you know, three months into this. So, mm-hmm. but the numbers are good. The numbers the are numbers really are good. suggesting that it is having yeah. a, a positive yeah. impact. That's great. Interesting. Yeah. So, and so what about the, the cultural piece of working safely? How do you just, I mean, in general, how do we inspire employees to be more safe in their day-to-day activity? Is it, I mean, that's a mindset. It is. I would say if, if I can just only go off of my experience from, from, you know, working at Hornaday where I was a lot more abrasive, um, mm-hmm. not in, as in your approach to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I was more of like, you need to do it this way and there's mm-hmm. and now versus you know 12 years later um the incentive is is that and we can't just make it cheesy like oh it's you know we we want you to go home the same way or come to work to or was it go home the same way they're coming into work whatever mm-hmm. that saying mm-hmm. is i hear i literally hear that all the time i know man that's, and that's the fault stand by it's cliche the mantra of safety and and well that's true i don't feel like anybody wants to go to work to get injured. So that's why I'm like, well, they're not yeah. intentionally doing this. Right. So we're playing a role in this in some format, whether that's training. So yeah. I would say the the incentive is is being consistent with anything that we bring out. And you and we have to be consistent and mm-hmm. and and meaning that if we're going to roll out an engagement that we just don't roll it out for about two months and then it it just falls off. Right. Um, if we if we roll out a program that it's not just, you know, one week of because we had an incident or significant near miss. And now all of a sudden I feel like the incentive piece and how you get people to do that is just a consistency of being out on the floor, being approachable and and really just I would say being reasonable with with safety, which mm-hmm. we talked about mm-hmm. numerous of times. Yeah. Just be reasonable with them. And I, I feel agree. like you would get a lot more consistency when you use that approach versus this, you know, this, I'm trying to pull something off the internet to try, or I heard this from an, what another company's doing, or we really need this 70 page robust program mm-hmm. that nobody's going to follow. Right. Um, but that's what I believe how you incentivize people is make it simple, be consistent with them, uh, be approachable. And, mm-hmm. and you will re- now know, but not everybody's going to follow suit and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we can segue to the disciplinary action side mm-hmm. of things, but um, that's that's what we do, and I feel like right. we've been we have seen a lot better results, more tangible than than anything. We've seen a significant drop in, in recordables from before I got there to present, which we're still at zero uh, right now. Um, the other plants are at three and two, like very just low numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's terrific. Yeah, we're just, you know, so... But it really is synonymous, I guess, with just the... the we, we use that term culture. Yeah. Probably too loosely, perhaps. Attitude, mm-hmm. mindset. But it is, it's really that. You're just trying to, uh, to, to give employees uh, an environment where they feel um, comfortable, safe. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not just talking about physically safe, but, you know, mentally and emotionally yep. safe, consistent. Yep. Those kind of things that approachable, as you said, there is someone here at the facility that actually cares about yeah. me. Um, this isn't just the program du jour, as, mm-hmm. as so often is the case. That it, it truly is about um, my well-being as a team member. Yeah, and I think you know if you can do that, if you can can demonstrate that, convince them of that, they are going to 
work more safely yeah. just naturally. Yeah. I think if, if you if if I came to you and said, Hey Doug, um, I really have a problem with this piece of equipment right here and then you say, Yep, I hear you and then I never see you again, mm-hmm. that decentivizes them to it never does. say anything again. It does. And then it's somebody gets thing. injured and everyone's like and then they become and then it becomes a big deal for that short mm-hmm. term and then it goes back to normal and then that's why people are, are very leery of safety people. That's mm-hmm. why when you come to a plant as a new safety person, they're just like, hey, this is, you know, I've seen this before. Like, you're yeah. not going to impress me. So, right. yeah. I, I agree. Well, so that's interesting. So I think, you know, incentives, I mean, we, people have been incentivizing human behavior for thousands of years. I mean, yeah. in one way or another. And so in, in a workplace setting, there are those uh, formal incentives where we have programs designed to try to gain buy-in but there's also just that attitudinal approach to getting people to work safely just through those types of measures that you just described you know that consistent reasonable Mm -hmm. um encompassing approach to just teamwork basically i love that it's just it's crazy it's just that simple sometimes it's just that simple you know it's it doesn't take a a huge program it doesn't need a bunch of leadership involvement. It's just saying, Hey, I'm going to treat them like normal human beings yeah. or, you know, treat, treat them how I want to be treated. And, and, um, is that the golden rule? That is, the, I don't know. I think that's the golden is rule. The I'm golden not exactly rule? sure which one it is, but I agree. You know, cause we get upset as safety people when we feel like we talk to a leadership uh, team member about, Hey, you know, this is, I've seen this, this seems to be an issue. And then they don't get back to us, you know, and we hate that feeling. Right. Same thing. So, and but if we cascade that down to the floor team members by not being consistent and and readdressing things with them, uh, closing that loop, then it's just that's how that culture then works. You right. know, exactly. I like it, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Very good, guys. I hope you learned something there, or at least at least that sparked a thought. You know, um, hope. I know some of you are running incentive programs. I know others of you may not for whatever reason, and that's fine too. But there can be some utility. There can be some mm-hmm. use in incentivizing. I think what we're really talking about is just a, you know, positive um, activities. And as we will discuss in the next episode, some, you know, less pleasant, maybe more negative consequence type mm-hmm. activities as well. So give that some thought. If you have any questions about that rec- record keeping stuff, check out 1904.35. Look into the letters of interp a little bit. If you have any questions, you know how to get a hold of me. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Later. A Huda Media Production.